You're listening to Adishokbe Live. Last time we're connecting in almost a decade. Almost a decade. It is incredible. <laughs> I felt like nobody else saw among all of us popular names then. Maybe Whiskey and Davido. Only. Olamide. Mm. I wanted to just um, play a part in all of the pictures that I saw for the future. I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to make better music than everybody. My genius was never born until Oluku. Oluku was a fluke to all of us. Damn. It's about that is the biggest rap song. Facts. Ever released. Of all time. Anywhere on the continent. All time. It's huge. Then MDNS was born. So it didn't happen after I left Chocolate City. Mm. I was writing the album while at Chocolate City. I was supposed to with Chocolate City how to uh, how the new Brimer would look. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a special edition of Irish Open Live, the official Afrobeats podcast, uh, with a special guest all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. We're live at the Expensive Sound Studios in Essex. This one I had to rearrange because my original studio was a little bit further out, and I thought, listen, I had to get this brother. First time we're connecting in almost a decade. Almost a decade. It is <laughs> incredible. Primo! <laughs> My brother! So good to see you. Listen! <laughs> listen, man. First question we ask ourselves nowadays, especially after the two years we've had, is how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fabulously well. I. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's as much as I can say because I, I have. Um, yes. Process, you know. Mm. When this happens, they, they, they get you somewhere. I think what, what I like the most is um, having a, a direction in mind, a destination in mind, mm. irrespective of what's going on. Mm. So that's, that that's what sort of um, propels you towards. So when all when when it's all over, you will get where you need to go. Absolutely. I, I feel like that that's the most important thing. But irrespective of what happens, all of the distractions, all of the troubles, that destination is the. You mentioned the word there, distractions, which is something that for somehow, some reason, you've always mastered the art of blocking out the noise, the sound, whatever is going on, and just do your own thing. Yes. yes, yes. Talk to me about that. It's like, it's like um, <clears throat> always feeling like something will be a certain way. Mm. And then going halfway for yourself, and then realizing, yes, that's exactly what it is. Mm. That 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 reassurance, knowing exactly what it's always going to be, it makes it easy for me to be able to focus on my own thing. Mm. Because what everybody does is always going to be what everybody does. And for you to find four or five brimos that are not successful, you will find maybe two thousand mm. people not doing well in the mainstream. Mm. Like, it's just too much out there for anybody to still try, you know? But it is it is needed because we, we were all teenagers at one point. We were all young adults in our early 20s to mid-20s. Yes, you can't, you can't really sell the idea of constantly conniving and planning mm. and politicizing to solve problems. You can't sell that to young adults yet. Absolutely. We were all frivolous. Everybody wants to just party and get laid. <laughs> so it's just, that's how it starts. So someone must make music for that. Yeah, that's why my era, my Oluku days, I, I also had to sound vain. I also had mm. to make music about things. 
to get in, to break in. Because I was young, so I was 25. So I wanted to be, be young, so I played my part. And, and it paid off, because I was young. It would pay off. Now at 35, if I try to begin to make music about things, about material things, about vanity, people will be appalled. Mm. Nobody tells artists this, but somewhere in your 30s, society sort of kicks you away from the mainstream. Just, I'm just to just tells you, you in a niche. It's telling you that you are too grown for this. Start solving problems to become a part of the of the of the of the thing hmm. of the machinery. It's your time. Get out of the parties. Get out of the of the fudgy. And when you don't like nobody likes it. You're like, what the fuck, man? The girls? Come on, man. But in your case, lifestyle. Yeah. But in your case, you felt like the industry was quick to put you to a side. Did you feel like, like that at a point? No. Or you, you no. left the industry no. and, and wanted to do your own thing? No, it was, it was on site. Mm. My turn was coming. I was about 27. It was, it was on site. I was going to be 30. I was going to be 30 years old. They bought. <laughs> it was get out. <laughs> That's what you get. Mm. So I was there going, oh, I'm 27 now. I have three years to 30. I will not be a pop star again. You will not be hot. No amount of fine jeans or sneakers you wear that will pop. Hmm. You will be backwards. You will fuck up. <laughs> you start to become old. There's a 19 year old who's just going to kill it better. Who's going to dress way better than you? Hmm. Yeah, for lesser, you know. And then people will just see it like you're getting older. Hmm. Because it's pop. It's it's, it's it's vanity driven. It's driven by the, the the kind of sneakers you wear, the kind of pants you wear, the kind of shirt you wear for that period. It works that time. So. <laughs> The earlier you get hold of the fact that it will pass you by, you don't decide that culture at all. You cannot influence that culture at all. Mm. It passes by. When it passes by, you will grapple. You will go suffer for nothing. Mm. It's gone. Your time is past. You're no longer 25. You're no longer 24. You're no longer 19. It's gone. So I saw that it, that was on site. And then the matters that, 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 that got me to move finally, they were quite serious too. Yeah. So I ended up finding myself going, Omo, I'll be 30 anyway. I'll no longer be that hot in the scene. Maybe it's time for me to start something different, something new. Which was already the plan anyway. Because you always were different. Even, Even though you were making yes. pop songs, yes. you always had were different. And I was already having these conversations with Aldo. Hmm. Only strictly live band performance for me. Still is strictly this, strictly one of that. your biggest fans. Yeah, I can tell, I can feel it. Wherever he, I am. He still <laughs> had a conversation with mm -hmm. me in 2021. Spoke deeply about his love for yeah. Primo. You know, so I would do, and I already spoke, and the, the issues were that it may not be possible for me to 100% only perform live. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it's not, it is. Blah, 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 don't do it. I say, I'm not blah, 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 blah. I'm Primo, I'm mm. different. Maybe I'm better, you know? So yeah, I, I, I started my talk and my walk from that meeting, and I never let down on it. And plus they were, a whole lot of other issues. The music industry was moving yeah. at, a, at a speed that I felt like nobody else saw among all of us popular names then. Maybe Whiskey and Davido only. Mm. Olamide. They saw it, you know. So people, a lot of people didn't see it. A lot was changing, a lot was changing, and I wanted to be part of that change. Not as one of the guys who made it on the bus. No. <laughs> I wanted more. I wanted to be part of that thing very, very much. And a lot was changing. Nigerian music had suddenly woken up and decided that um, it, it was no longer profitable. It was no longer um, posh or fresh enough for us to be worth as much as we were sitting at home. You had to go outside. We wanted to go out, which was a great, a noble effort in itself, except for the fact that 
it's a very, 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 <laughs> it's one of the dumbest things we ever did. Because um, uh, all of us being hot in Lagos, right now it should have been the world to Africa. Mm. People were buying tickets from across the world to come see concerts in Lagos. Facts. Like they do in December. That's exactly how it's supposed to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. So that was the plan. And we were worth a lot. We were in the news, $100 million a year music industry. That kind of thing is supposed to sit at home so that it can continue to generate more money from mm. everywhere. You know, so we wanted to go out. But all of the changes that will happen, that will force us to sit at home, they're already happening. For instance, these days when I get royalty statements from my aggregator, I see things like 30% withholding tax. tax. Mm. I'm seeing 30% worth of tax in my statements now because we're making money from out there anyway. Facts. The systems that will create to hold their taxes to, to take their taxes money. to make their money back. So now, if 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 that uh, statement means that I lose thirty percent of of my money to taxes, it's happening already. Mm. We are going to pay that tax now. But if we were sitting in Lagos paying that tax, we will be making more mm. money still. Mm. You know. So yeah. So yeah. My point in, in, in all of it is, I wanted to just. Um, play a part in all of the pictures that I saw for the future. I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to make better music than everybody. I wanted to position myself better for this angle of this politics. Mm. I wanted to position myself for everything. I wanted to win, but I wanted to do it fairly. I wanted to build the blocks as slowly as possible. And it's the best thing I ever did, bros. Mm. And the best thing I ever did in my life. Like, it's mad, it's crazy that I one day woke up focused on doing something. And I was ready to go through the rigors, to go through the process for each of the phases. And I was willing to go through it one after the other. The music that... I, I got help easily. The music that you've made consistently, even when you were doing your own thing, yeah. I think there's been a general consensus that your music remains to be classic, timeless, yes. quality sounds. I was playing the music today, just listening in the background, and my wife walked in, and she was doing what she was doing, and she said, who's that? I said, that's Brian She said, oh, Brian the music is good. That's the first thing that hits someone that just heard it within 10, 15 seconds. So it's your vocals, it's the beats, it's the sound, it's the delivery. You kept, how did you keep on doing that, <laughs> despite, you know, the restraints that you have. Yes, you yes. weren't constantly on radio, you weren't being played by the mm -hmm, DJs, mm -hmm. you didn't have the spotlights of the press and whatever, but you still kept on making your type of music and quality sound. It's, 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 it's amazing. God damn it. It's like um, choosing something over and over again, and then you just get better at choosing that thing. Mm. Yes. Fortunately for me, this is a very productive thing to choose. Yes. It's something that, 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 I, that I do and then I, I create music from it. I make albums from, from the process of, of taking it in life, interpreting it and then reporting it. Yes. I just wanted to, I just wanted to do that. And I, I, every time I, I tried again, and all of, those, all, all of the constraints, all of, all of the issues, all of the court cases and the you know, music industry, bro, everything I had to go through, I just went through it because <clears throat> that was the distraction I needed to do what I needed to do. Mm. So, so I was doing something else, and something, something was pulling at me that was also a part of me. So now I have to learn to ignore that and continue building what I'm building. Mm. Even though I cannot ignore this, because this is like the real life, you know. So, 
sort of like um yes choosing again and again and again and again and again and so the, 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 the more I chose that the, the, the better I got because do you ever have moments when you think when you're lit you quick message from Alat NG I'm joined by Fumilayo from Alat of course NG from Wema Bank thank you very much for joining me thank you uh, we're here to speak about the app the banking app Alat.ng yes. please speak to me first of all what is this banking app so it is a bank great not just an app it mm. is a bank um, and essentially what it does is it allows you to do any banking transaction from the comfort of your phone wow. what is interesting is that you even sign up right there from your phone you don't have to go to any banking hall to do anything so you upload your picture your signature everything you do from the comfort of wherever you are and it takes just five minutes now a lot of us in diaspora want to have banks in nigeria bank accounts in nigeria and one of the biggest problems we've faced or the challenges we face is this is the vbn number is it the v how do we cross that hurdle Awesome. So what we've done, and um, if you go to our site, mm. alat.ng, we have a list of um, agents in the UK here where you can go to and register for your BVN. And interestingly, we've added on the NIN. Right now, you need the NIN to do everything, everything. in Nigeria. So once you do that, it's, it's possible. Recording your music, you're listening to the quality sounds, and just for a moment, wish you had that big platform to take this to a bigger audience? Uh, no, because wow. because I, I I am the big platform. <laughs> talk that talk. So eventually. Talk that talk. So eventually. Talk that talk. Eventually, I become one with myself. Eventually, it is it is, it is bound to be. Mm. So what I needed to do first was become a big platform. Mm. Yes. Mm. Because because what we call what, what we call big platform is effective platform is yes. a, a system that works absolutely that guarantees re, uh, results absolutely once you have a system that guarantees results it's already big it's big it's very big because whatever it does on its own no matter how much it struggles on its own it will get organic help that will continue to boost you to keep going further such that when you get that big help you're waiting for you just know when you get it like yes this is finally. Good. Because, you, because you're prepared. About nine albums in, in the yes, last 10 yes, years, yes, and yes. probably three extra projects, compilations. Yes. Together, maybe 11, 12. Yeah, already. That's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of <laughs> it's huge. work. It's huge. It's huge. It's crazy. And for a lot of artists nowadays, people are not working at that pace yet yes. and anymore. Yes. Talk to me about... Yeah, because... Because, now, the only reason my father had money to pay my fees was because he had a carpentry shop mm. where he goes to sit every day. People bring him jobs, he doesn't really pay him, and then he has money to feed me and do stuff. So my mother. So I, I grew up knowing that I'm supposed to exchange service for money. Mm. So um, what, what exactly does the musician sell? Streams. Yep. You're not anything. You're not a model. You're not, uh, you're, you're not getting an endorsement deal. Without the Nobody wants to see you at their show to perform. Nobody's going to buy your tickets. Nobody gives a fuck about you. You sell streams. Music. Music. You make records and people just stream it and pay for it. That is your primary source of income. So, if I'm ever going to be able to make any 
reasonable dollar monthly from my music, how much records do I have to put out? Mm. Mm. So I just, it's as simple as that, you know, so that I could, um, and it, it was it, it was therapy. It's a way for me to continue to um, um, report and, and, you know, talk about how, my, how life goes for me, how I see it, how I would like for it to be, my fantasies, my lies, my truths, everything. I wanted to make music about it. So it, it became like a porch, mm. you know? So I go through stuff, I confess on a, on a record, and then people stream it and pay me for it. Mm. And it's a very healthy ecosystem. Relationship. <laughs> it's a very healthy ecosystem. <laughs> And then I get, I get to go through more stuff because now I have more stuff. So now I'm going through more, more stuff. stuff. Then I report more stuff. I'm going to stream and pay me for it. Uh, that's, that's the good. truth has never hurt. Mm. It's, just, it's exactly when you, are, when you are spewing it that it hurts the most. That's when the truth hurts the most. Even when you're hearing it that it hurts the most. After that time, it stops, it stops hurting. It just starts to become joy. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> that's the truth about it. Now, speaking, you can go past that moment. <laughs> speaking about truth, one of the consistent things about Brimo over the last couple of years is that you haven't held your tongue. You have said exactly what's on your mind and at moments has gone viral and taken one that I held on to, which was actually a positive impact in my life, yes. was when you said in 2020 that you had the best album in Nigeria. And that yes. was Yellow. Yellow. Oh, Jesus Christ, Yellow. And that, <laughs> that Twitter uproar got my attention to the Yellow album, yes. which now made me ultimately falling in love with records on that album. All, I, all over again. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. So we had something he was saying. Because at the moment when the tweet came out, everyone was like, oh, yo, Brian was crazy. Yeah, You're talking that yak. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Straight away. But talk to me about, first of all, that moment when you felt it was necessary to tell the world that I think I got the best album in Africa. Yeah, but the thing is, I had said it before mm. Yellow, before 2020. I had said it from like Osho. Yes. 2018. So, but I was, um, I, I, I only required maybe 10% of, of, the, of the weight of my contribution just so that I could continue to play that part. Mm. Because the, the thing about being a, a, a leading is when you do not lead and you're playing leadership roles, you become a hero. Mm. Yeah. So for, for you to lead by playing leadership roles, you must assert leadership in a system that will never just vote you by itself. Mm. You must assert that leadership once in a while. So for every time I ever came out to say, I am this, I was asserting based on the quality of what I had done. Hmm. Because to date, nobody, nobody still has the, the technically, lyrically, melody-wise delivery of a show still. That's, still a, that's, nobody. A, that's a crazy, that's a crazy. Nobody goes near that. But we had to top that with yellow. So when I was into yellow, I just went, oh more. It has to be the best, though. <laughs> it was the, it was the moment, and I, I couldn't help it. I, and your fans, yes, yes, and other fans, actually, after going to listen to the album, like I did, a lot of people kind of agreed that that was quality work. It's amazing. It's amazing. And also, uh, to, to to back my claims, from 2013, when uh, MDNS was released, Margins, yeah. Less and Slaves, yeah. I said that it was the best album of the year. Yeah. When I said so. A year to two later, my fans were saying that 
it was the only album they took out of 2013. <laughs> that is the best album from that time. Then I went, so I was right to say it was album of the year. Cool. I did Double Harasa, I did it. Every time I did it, people went back a year later to say, this is the best album from last year, though. So I'm like, okay. So with Yellow, it was easy for me to assert that because I had a pattern. Mm. Yes, and people had heard my voice louder and louder and louder and louder. Every album. Yes. Do you, do you feel, do you sometimes feel like maybe even some of your colleagues might take that as a slight? Why? <laughs> it's business. <laughs> There's no ill feeling. You know, it's like, um, it's like I being the biggest voice of 2010. Mm. A Brimo, wow. Mm. So you're the Brimo. <laughs> people, never, people never get to know me. So I took advantage of it instead. Instead of getting mad. Instead I said, yes. So they know my voice. So I'm going to supply more and more of that. Mm. So people can continue to enjoy that while my face catches up. Catches up with that. You know, so yeah. Speaking you know. <laughs> about truth, like I said, you don't hold your tongue. There are moments when you've gone viral for stuff you've said. What are your thoughts about social media and how it responds to comments that Ibrahimo makes, for example? Social media is, for me, the most honest place on earth. Mm. Especially where the people are freely sharing mm. and freely talking. I know this because every single time I supply Twitter with accurate information, the matter is resolved in the air. It is ridiculous. The power of the public. Is it? Oh, it's powerful. But you must give them all of the right sources. Don't lie. Don't add anything. If you did something, say you did something. Mm. Yes, just supply the public with the truth and there will be resolution. You start feeling good from the moment you, you spew the words. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's just that thing about the public, especially in Nigeria. A place where there's a fair scarcity of honesty yeah. in one-on-one -on -one dealings. Yeah. Twitter serves as a, a place for people to be honest without having their faces seen. So nobody comes after them. Because there are a lot of trolls from Nigeria. They no just come and that. comment and, no and say that. some trash. But I found this same Twitter in Lagos where hmm. people are actually very straight on. People want to hear when, when you supply people the truth. Like last year in Lagos, I sold thousands of tickets but from the Landmark Beach. Why? Just because I was known for, for quality performances, I was known yeah. for punctuality. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, it got so punctual that at Landmark, people were there for 9 o'clock. So we were there for 8.30. Because says, they know that your, your stage time is your stage the time. The show says 9 p.m. People were there for 8.30. There were thousands of people on the beach at 8.30. 30 minutes before the gig in Lagos. Nigerians are supposed to be late, latecomers. Nah, yeah. they're not. It is the business providers, the politicians, the doctors, the teachers, the musicians, the actors. If we are forthcoming, if we give them quality, people will go nuts for you. Mm. And people were there waiting for me. I started the show at 9.30. I was apologizing for starting late. But people were there telling me, no, just perform, but we know people are late. <laughs> and I'm like, how what? important is punctuality <laughs> and quality when it comes to performances for African artists? Uh, that, that's all. That's all I was lacking <laughs> right now. We've done everything. We've done everything. This is all that remains. Work ethic, that's all. The ethos of the business, of the entertainment business. There are, there are, there are guidelines to the natural order of the business. Mm. If you don't work that way, you will not get the full accolade you deserve. I'm not talking about stuff that are made for, that are written, that are signed for, that are paid for. Mm. I'm talking about accolades that other people give you directly, that other institutions give you. They don't mean much, much. They never did. You know, what matters the most is your, your adherence 
to the ethos of the business. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very, very important. You will make a killing. Whatever amount of money you are meant to make in your career time, you will make it. Mm. No matter how politically incorrect you come across as first. Mm. As time passes by, people will realize that you are not politically incorrect. You are actually preferring solutions. You are talking sense. Mm. And you are doing sense. You know? Yeah, that's another making of a hero. Saying things, I don't do them. You know? Mm. It, it creates enmity for you. Because you are telling people what to do, what to do, and you never do it. After a while, it will, it will tilt. And then you become the enemy because you keep telling people what to do. You're not doing it. You become a nuisance. You know? <clears throat> but when you say people will do stuff, I did it too. I feel, I feel like that's the best report ever. Absolutely. Not I'm going to do it, let me show you how to do it. No, that's, that also can be a bit much. As soon as you say, do it, make sure you're saying, look, this is I did it. proof that I've done it before. Yeah, I did it. That helps everybody. Helps everybody, so, yeah. What about, how do you see the Nigerian music industry now? What are you, 10 years on from when you broke into the scene, and had huge successes yeah. with you know the music has gone around the world has become a commodity we've got ambassadors left right and center promoting yeah. our culture yeah. but how do you still see the music industry in nigeria i think we, we, we already answered the question this is a very good example of that's it <laughs> so like literally that's all the ethos hmm, the, 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 the rules that's what's left we must be punctual we must be more for coming we must be, we must confess a bit more hmm. It's be time, honest. It's time to tell the truth more. The whole world now lost our music. It's now, it's now time to share our stories with them. You know? And we are not playing blame games. We are telling the story as it is. We are going to scold ourselves on lyrics when we should. Mm. We should be that honest. We should. Because everything, once you say it in the song, you will go outgrow it. Mm. If you don't say it in the song as an artist, it will stay in you and become a monster. You start to do it. Mm. When you start doing things you think you have gone past thoughts, you're now into action. It's different, you know. But when, when there's something on the, on the mind of an artist and they get to confess it, they, they are free of it. They become relieved of it. So, yeah. And then that also it grows customer base. What, 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 better, what better is that? What better than that can you ever find? You know, it's so good. It's the most important part of you that you need to purge. And then it's exactly what we want to hear. Thanks. It's just, it's exactly what people want to hear. People want to hear your truth. This is the reason why we think that um, new artists are hot. Because they are telling the truth. They are hungry. They're hungry. They're hungry. They want to blow. Hmm. It's as simple as that. So the song will sound vain and it will blow still. Hmm. Because that is his focus. That's his dream. He wants to blow. He wants to make a hit song. He's going to make a hit song. But why do you want to make a hit song? He wants to make a killing. He wants to make a lot of money. And then boom, he makes a hit song and he doesn't make the money he plans to, plan to make. Mm. So that, that, that dampens his spirit or her spirit and then he or she goes, oof, one more, little by hit mm. But in reality, this hit got you famous. Why don't you make 55 more? <laughs> Just keep making those hits then. So if one hit got you famous, I don't want to make you money. They don't want to make you this. They don't want to make you that. Just, the, and then that even aligns with what I was saying earlier. You're an artist, your job is to make music. Thanks. Just keep putting out those hits to keep opening new doors for you. Two more topics. One, you talked about audiences branching out. You're in the UK now. This is your second time in, I think, a couple of years. The, the, before the pandemic, you had performed here in London. Mm -hmm. You're back here performing in London. It looks like 
London, definitely from day one, has always loved a bit of Brian Moore. Shout out to Abbas. There was um, an interview I had in 2011. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before I came here from, from, from Lagos the first time, yeah. the world was spreading around about some Afrobeats yeah. genre going around. Yeah. And I was like, Afrobeats? But for that, it's Afrobeat. Yeah. You know? Then I came to London in 2011 and I was on TV somewhere and I said that I don't know what Afrobeats <laughs> is and I'm not part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that fella's genre was Afrobeat, and I don't know what I don't I don't understand it. Like I do consider myself an Afrobeat artist because yeah. I do not talk about the things fella talks about, you know. And now we have this conversation here, and yeah. I, I like it because it feels like a full circle yes. of sorts. Yes. Like I realized um, about last week that those were some of what some of some of the defining stages. Of Absolutely. Afrobeat. That year. Those are public. Those are, those, those are public negotiations. Those are. Will go down in history. It's crazy. As where people will research those interviews when you came to town with Chuck Boys. What you guys did at Tim Westwood at BBC was the first ever yes. African artist to do such. Like literally, we are we we I and the boys. Yeah. We, are, we have a lot of firsts first in the in the, in, in the only local access Absolutely. that has not even been exploited. At Facts. Time. Facts. It's kind of, that's quite interesting. Facts. So what is it about London that just, you know, obviously the fan base is here, but for you as well as, it, as, as Brymo, you also choose to come here and serve that fan base because you have yeah. it everywhere else in the world. I can't really what, say, what, I can't really yeah. say because I'm not very popular with throwing my money away. <laughs> <laughs> but with London, I'm kind of, it's kind of an addiction. I would just wake up and be like, I'm about to take a shit like Abbas, let's do it again. Do it and again. Abbas is like one of my biggest fans ever. Abbas, yes. Abbas told me a story of how he was writing a project in school and my music came to the rescue. This is a simple story of how I met Abbas. Wow. Abbas was just writing a project with his group and they, they had a block and they took a break and he said, I have something that could help. And they played Brimo for like an hour or so. And I went back and finished the project and they got some of the best marks. Wow. Ever. And I'm like he said he just decided I said I want Brian to come to London. Wow. Just like that. So he, he, he does all the groundwork, gets the place ready, and then I come all the way from Lagos just to come and you know enjoy the experience. So the the, the story of how it all started in, in itself is is, is 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 that's why I do it. <laughs> that's why I do what I do because that's the fun, that's the fun part of it. Mm. You know, that I'm working with Abbas who was just a fan mm. and was just so taken by the music that he's like, I want this money live in mm. London. What can I do to make it happen in the collaboration? And that's why I've been here the first time and now the second time. Absolutely. And yes, something wants me to always come to London. So well, we're happy coming to London. Listen, we're happy about that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very, very happy about that. <clears throat> Final topic is your being brave. You have performed in the nude, in the past, Ooh. you have shown your behind Ooh. on camera. You're not scared to bear it all when it comes to artistry. Where did that come from? Um, yeah, partly, <laughs> partly, what's art? You know, mm. for the artist, art is a combination of um, of, of 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 events happening to one person at the same time. Mm. Things that should um, put you under pressure. That should make you literally go nuts, possibly. Mm. That should have you considering taking your own life. Mm. That should have you ridiculous uh, moments when you when you piece them together and you make beauty of them. That's what we call art. Mm. 
you know, which is the reason why the world sort of associates malady with with artists with with artists. Every artist they think they are crazy people. He's an artist. He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of that, that may be the inspiration why a lot of mainstream cats become pop stars. Because when you're a pop star, you dress nice. You mm. smell nice. Mm. And people can say you're a star. Mm. They like you first hand. But when you're an artist, people go... Eccentric. Hmm. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> He's an artist. <laughs> so, I like to feel like, you know... That may be where it came from. So what was the question again? No, no, no. <laughs> like the fact that you're brave and that you yes. can bear it all. So, yeah. So, yes, that, that's where the bravery comes from. Mm. The fact that I'm trying to make beauty of all the madness, you know. Because I, I, I sometimes I wonder how it came to be that I, I grew up with parents who I'm an only child. Wow. I grew up, just me, my father and mother uh, grew up together. Just every day, I just saw my parents every day. For like 27 years, I left them. So... Yeah, I, I like to feel like maybe I'm different because um, at the dinner table every night we sorted out family issues. Mm. Everybody reports their day at the, at the dinner table. So my dad will report my mom to me or report me to my mom or report himself. Mm. Or my mom will catch him or something like, your father has to your father did, mm. you know. I report my father to my mom at dinner or my mom to my father. So we always had resolutions at dinner every night. So, and yeah. I think that, that, that's one of the things that set me apart. Just such that when I came to town, I was hit with trauma back to back to back to back to back. Yes. People are supposed to be honest. Where, where, in the circle where I grew up, in people I attracted when I was grew up, I, when I grew up, sorry, I, I enjoyed a lot of honesty, a lot of um, adults who would never dare get caught in the corner lying mm. to a kid. Mm. When they get to the point, they tell you, okay, 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 this is what this happened. This is what happened. They will tell you exactly what happened. So, I grew up in those cycles. So, when coming to the music as an artist, I was coming to heaven. I had all the tools I needed. Mm. I've seen the res I've seen the results of honesty, of punctuality. I've mm. seen people not necessarily build anything special from being honest and punctual, but I've seen them keep a life going for 40 years, for 35 years. Mm. Right now, 35 years. <laughs> I've seen people keep a life going for at least you know, a decade and, and more before I left where, where I grew up. Because they just did the same thing every day. They do the same truth every day. They do the same truth every day. They were not liars. I've seen people who lied a lot and I ended. Hmm. So I've seen a lot growing up. So I knew that if I could wield honesty and punctuality and tenacity, I could actually keep something going. Facts. If I can be genius enough to not create something groundbreaking and I can actually become successful mm. so let me just keep going at that and my genius was never born until Uluku Uluku was a fluke to all of us Damn. it was a fluke for all of us <coughs> well, as soon as Uluku happened I was the one who went cold who was scared shitless mm. we were taking bravery I was always scared shitless because I didn't know what I had done so every time he told me about the, what the song was doing when the remixes got to like 30, 40 of them Yes, there were over 150 remixes of Uluku. Wow. And we like 40 of them. Every time I would see Abuchi or someone download it and stream on that remix, I'd be like, how? <laughs> I keep asking myself, how? 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 Do you still remember how you made that record? Yeah. Ice Prince came, he had a beat, he came, called me downstairs, and I wrote something, and I recorded it on the, on the beat. And then Jesse walked in, and then he said, no, I don't like the beat. I said, Brian, we'll sing that song again. And he sat on the piano and just went... Bum, 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 bum. 
every chord you heard throughout the song. And 45 minutes later, Jesse had uh, an instrument going to... And it just happened. And maybe a part or two, and pa, 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 for five minutes later, we had the song, the chorus, singing. It was I recorded it on his piano chords, mm. so he beat the beat around it. Wow. My chorus was recorded, the beat was done, the instrumentals was ready in 45 minutes. And we sat there and said, let's go. And in my opinion, Ice's second set of verses were the coldest. Damn. They would have, well. well Those are lost tapes. That's, that's literally one of the biggest songs ever by any rapper anyway. Facts. It will always be fine. Facts. He got his part anyway. You know, those lyrics, he was cold. Ice Prince was going to go in. She won't let Kuni. He was going to go in. But, you know, a little bit of pressure, you know, because it has to sell. It has to sell. It has to sell. And they were right in many ways. Like, Yobapu don't care. Mm. If, uh, if Primo is saying that he wants to burn the world down, this city is going to be a hit <laughs> because of this voice. The love your own, you know. Everybody used to say it a lot. Like you, you're gonna be fine. You have to write your raps better because primary is going to eat you up on this track. You know, you have to sell it. You know, and everything they were scared of, people would say. People said. People ended up saying that I made the song hit. It wasn't ice. People ended up saying all that stuff. But that's not what it's about. It's about that moment when the song was created. It's about that is the biggest rap song. Facts. Ever released of all time anywhere on the continent. All time. It's huge. Like, Ice Prince did that. No matter what you have to say. Party because I was upstairs, lying down on the bed when he came and just said, Yo, wow. get up. I have a beat for you. Yeah. I always go to the studio before M. I was in the studio the first time I came when Jesse said, Let's do a song. I was downstairs in the parlor when M said, Primo, I have a song for you for action film. <laughs> but with only who, Ice Prince came to wake me up by himself. Come, I get something. He just woke me up and I came downstairs and I heard the first beat and that was how it started. And within two hours after that, boom, we literally have Oleku burn. Like, M.I. did some mixes on it. Abuchi did the mastering. Jesse did the production. Wow, Abuchi did the mastering. Yeah. God damn. And uh, I did the rap, I did the chorus. Like, it was all of us. It was family. All of us. It was the first and only time that we all came together like that. It was perfect. It was perfect. And those, those Chuck Boys eras, that era, and what it meant to the rest of the world, when you think about those moments now, what, what feelings and thoughts come to your head? It's, um, it's, 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 it's there are moments that are still sort of um, unveiling themselves even to mm. myself. Like literally, I have, most of the things I've spoken to you about a, a few minutes ago, I, I, I never really resolved them before. Mm. I'm talking to you and it's just coming to me. I'm just realizing that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Mm. And we agree because the story, they just, they, they, they make it, sense together. It's twine, absolutely. Yeah. And, but I'm not, I, I never thought about them like that, you know? So if, even for myself, the moments are revealing themselves to me. And the moments, they mean a lot, even to the Nigerian public. Facts. Because there's a lot of talks about it every year. Yes. Wow, how Oleku did this, Oleku did that. But every time I hear this song, I just hear, Oleku, tell me something, what if you do? I hear vanity. Mm. I hear, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm the boy with the fire. Did you give me more spins than a tire? Mm. That's why I keep hearing vanity, vanity, vanity. But yet, it's one of those moments. It's one of those moments where our hunger, the song meant something to, for our collective as, as Chuck Boys, as Chocolate City, as mm. artists. It meant a lot for us. It's like we were going to about to implode and we said, let us take this moment, put it in a time capsule. Mm. Because we cannot handle his heat on our own. 
have to let it go. Let's create something that we'll always remember. Well, That's how it felt. Like something was just pushing us to say, you idiots, you're not going to waste these moments for nothing. <laughs> Take this one thing. I That's how Lego feels. Absolutely. Because it, it, it means a lot more. It's not morality, it's nothing, it's just straight up piece of shit of vanity. Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight up vanity. Like, people are supposed to be like, what are you talking about? Men get out, Jerry. We get everything of you do. There are very cheesy things that make people be like, Fuck, I don't like the song. Hmm. But it was a moment. You know? A lot of people could attach so much meaning Absolutely. to my vocals text, vocal texture Absolutely. that I was going to give back to Brimo eventually. Hmm. For anybody who, who pay attention to all the songs I did before um, 2018, just play Oleku. You had the tempo, you had the delivery, the, the breath. The breath, the of breath the of the new. Brimo. That was when Brimo of 2013 was actually born. That's the point. Damn! So I was never able to sing like I did on Oleku on 2013. Mm. Mm. Then I became that guy who actually understood, understood what his vocals meant on that song. Then I started writing all my songs that way. Listen to the Brimo you hear now and listen to Oleku. Fast. It's exactly the same vocal patterns, vocal delivery. There's a lot of breathing space for me singing the song. It's not compared to Ara or action film at all. Oleku was the most remarkable chorus I did there. Damn! And that was what informed me of 2013 from then on till now. Literally. <laughs> That's what I went back to. So I, I spent three years looking for that Oleku moment again. I wanted to go back there in my head. You know? What, what were my vocals doing when I was singing it? <laughs> what were they doing? I was looking for the muscle memory and I kept recording some. Wow. Yeah, that's what I did. But I sort of had, had to empty my tank first because I exhausted myself between then and like 2012. I wasn't doing new work. I wasn't reading books. I wasn't listening to new music. I was just exhausting everything I had learned until the coup. I exhausted everything and I was left with nothing. So, and then MDNS was born. So it didn't happen after I left Chocolate City. Hmm. I was writing the album while at Chocolate City. I was listening to Chocolate City how, to, uh, how the new Brimo would look when we finally relaunch or come back. But there was a lot of um, politically incorrect stumbling blocks. And I realized in those moments, and as history was granted, history had granted me the opportunity to be able to start on my own mm. without them. I saw that opportunity and I saw what I was going through with them in that moment. And I realized that I had to go on to do, do it on my own. What I'm there to do cannot be, stamp, they cannot be stumbling blocks. They cannot be um, administration. Mm. To, you cannot administrate it. You cannot say, okay, wait till next week before we do this. You just have to carry on. Because there's a lot to do. All the things I thought I thought I needed to be done, nobody would do it if I don't do them. Hmm. So I need to go and do everything I was bitching about in our apartment and Jesse. Hmm. It was time for me to do all of it. <laughs> to learn and by doing what I'm saying Thanks. can be done. So I can also people, look, I did all of it. You know. So it was time for me to do that. And so I just started. And as soon as it became an issue. And we had other issues with, with um, uh, you know, with the contract execution yeah. and the royalty issues. It was coming a lot, you know. And then it was just a lot, and all of that was going to start affecting my personal life mm. a lot. Mm. So it was time for me to fix the problem. And yeah, I ended up having to decide to go on my own because I will still have to deal with administration. Facts. I got to deal with the fact that an artist's calendar is clashing with mine. Yeah. And they're my brothers. And we'll just keep going round and round, uh, using the the, the, the the rapper of brotherhood mm. to slowly slow each other down. Mm. Mm. So everybody had to fly. Everybody needed to fly, and it was very easy, it was so easy to do because I was doing it at Sam, you know. 
And for months, I, I may not even have any correspondence with Libel. That's what I'm Sam, why? Libel wants to make money, so I make money for the Libel. I'm gigging. I'm going to places. People need to see Brimo, you know. So and Libel was good to me, you know. There is there is there is a way to, to, to share money. When I get when I when I get honorariums, I don't give the Libel time, you know. Mm. It was it was it was a really cool deal. <laughs> we were making a killing. It was a sweet deal, and I was happy, you know. Every time we went out, Sam sends the money straight up. Sends the money straight up. We were so honest, I and Sam, that one time, Sam wanted to buy a car. <laughs> I took all of Chocolate City's money from the guy. He's like, fuck this shit. We're going to take this money this time. We took the money and I split. I said, take more, take more, take more. I love your car, money job. Get out. We'll see that money this time. We did that one time, and one day we were talking about it, and Paul was talking about how honest Brimo and Sam were. And Sam said, I got a confession. <laughs> we were so honest that we confessed this one time mm. at the meeting. Mm. It's amazing that I remember that moment. And it just went, yeah, but well, one time, Sha, we took your money. <laughs> I wanted to buy my car. And it was funny. We were like, really, really? Everybody laughed about it. Nobody remembered it. Nobody said anything to about it. Because there was honesty in that business. Always. The honesty was too much. <laughs> the honesty was on Jesus' level. <laughs> that we had to do that one, and we had to make fun of it at, at the meeting. It was, it was amazing. It was Listen, amazing. to wrap this up, um, I just wanted to, I know you see what's happening now with the likes of the WizKids and Burner Boys and David O's. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those artists, how yeah. they're progressing with their music, with pushing the culture forward? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's shown so much light on Nigerian music. Or more, it's on a lot of light, you know. Whiskey, Davido, Bonaboy, Lamide, they 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 did a lot of work, a whole lot of work. I know it's a lot of work mm. because if if the floodgate was open to everybody, we we'll see a lot more names mm. doing that for Nigeria internationally. But you can tell that these guys are on the grind. They're constantly working, making these calls, meeting these people, trying these new ideas and stuff. Especially in the business corner of things they're always trying new ideas always exploring new new new, new um, levels so yeah it's amazing and one of the reasons they do what they do is why I do what I do yeah. why, why they do what they do so I I came from the angle of ethos from the principles of the business so I, I grew from the principles of the business and I sort of endorse my system a bit more mm. because I was telling Abbas last night I said you can be smart and then learn how to dress. You cannot spend 10 years being a fashionista and then start being smart. No. Mm. It's tough. Mm. So I wanted to come from the angle of content first, then beauty next. So that I could um, create something meaningful that can also has, that also has value and is sellable, is bankable. So it becomes truly, truly, truly bankable. I agree bankable. with you completely. Yes. And I say that all the time. Yes. So I came from that angle. And I think it's the best direction anyone should Facts. take. Facts. I think so. Deliver first. Focus yes. on your work yes. first. And beauty. Everything yeah, else everything will, will build around that. Will come around it. And if it, if it takes starting from zero again, 10 times, you have to do it again. You're going to seem crazy, but you're going to do it again. You have to go back to zero. If you don't hit your mark, you go back to zero. <laughs> go back to zero. Go back to zero, you know. So, uh, I have changed my mind so many times about the direction of my of the survival that comes from my work. A, a lot of people think being an artist means that you don't want to make money from music. Mm. But that's not what it is. It just means that you are willing to drop the money for so the music first. Create the content yes. first. Top, it doesn't top. mean that you don't want money. In fact, what you turn down first is usually what you want the most. Mm. Buckle the time. 
because you want it so much that you are telling yourself, if I take it this one time, I'm not able to get it again. Hmm. I want a lot of it. I have to, I have to win. So for you to win, you first of all have to sort of fail, then you do it again. I mean, we use light for everything. Somebody had to go 999 times to get it right one time. Facts. So, and now everything rides on the back of light. So, I, I think we should, take, we should take a cue from that. That the most important invention that we all need the most daily took 999 experiments to get right ones. <laughs> so, that's how I like to see it. So, I kept, I just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, over and again and again and again and again. And then it breaks, it breaks through. You will find breakthrough because you have already done the work. Absolutely. And then beauty will follow. I always have these moments once, once in a couple of years. I had this moment in 2011 where I'm suddenly primal again. I'm mm. looking fresh again. If you saw me three, four years ago, you'd be like, who the fuck is this geek? This guy's a fucking geek. But now you're looking like you're a boy, man. <laughs> you look like you're eating, you know, you're having yeah. fun. Because it's time for everything. You know what I'm saying? When it's time to work, you work. No, I'm thinking of getting a new tattoo, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know? You know I'm saying? You know, you create my own brand of corruption. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. But because it's time for everything, it's time for me to, to be more, more sociable, Fact. to have more fun. Fact. And I will not trade that time. I will not pretend to be happy. If Just so that, I, so that I, I could smile for your cameras today. Hmm. So that tomorrow I will not be truly sad. Hmm. No. I will be sad today because I am sad. Hmm. So when tomorrow comes and I'm happy, I will come and smile for the camera then. Wow. <laughs> and then everything will be fine. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Listen. I don't subscribe to the lifestyle of artists insisting that they have to smile for the camera. You do not have to do anything. You Express how you're feeling. Just be nice, be polite. Don't punch anybody in the face. But don't be happy when you're sad. Don't mm. try it. It's mm. not cool. It's, I, I like to think it's actually easier to pretend to not be happy when I am. It's actually easier because I'll be happy anyway. Mm. But even that, if you keep it going on for long enough, you start becoming sad inside because nice. you keep pretending to be sad. So just don't pretend to be to be to, to, to be happy, mm. no matter what happens. There's windows for you to pretend to be sad when you're happy. If your joy is going to make somebody throw a tantrum, you have to hold it for a while so I can last. Ladies and gentlemen, hold it up there, LM. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the incredible Primo! Round of applause! My brother! Listen! The Afrobeat Podcast. Right. 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 Right.